0: Save your seat now at growandemaiallist.com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass.
1: And so for me, it's always the same. It's like my strategy, being invited, and my authority, which is listen to your emotions. And again and again, it's like those two are my mantra. You know, it doesn't change. The instruction manual doesn't change, but the alignment gets better and sweeter.
0: I love learning about myself. Like I am a sucker for just about every quiz out there that will tell me more about why I am the way I am or what type of ice cream I would most likely be. Today's topic is something that is more brand new to my world. And it's something that has totally caught my attention as a human who loves to dive deep. So maybe you're wondering, well, what are you talking about? I'm talking about human design. So if you've ever heard the terms like manifesting generator, projector, reflector, chances are you might be somewhat familiar with what human design is. And if you haven't, then you are in for a treat today. This is not your mama's personality quiz. In fact, it is not a quiz at all. Human design is the spiritual technique to help you understand more about your personality, your emotions, your energy centers, much like astrological birth charts. It is based on the exact time and day and place that you are born. However, this information doesn't just map out where the planets were in the sky on the day that you were born. Human design identifies personal body graphs, which can tell you things like how you make decisions. What is your strongest sense? What are environments that you thrive in? What are your gifts? And so much more. If you think this is cool, you are going to love my guest today. She is basically the human design queen. Seriously, when you Google human design Jenna Zoe's website is what is going to pop up first. Since Jenna discovered this tool seven years ago, she's presented it through this lens of acceptance and kindness, which has resonated with hundreds of thousands of people around the globe into this mainstream obsession. Her main goal is to help people truly understand who they are, how they thrive, and how they function so that they can spend their energy emphasizing their unique gifts and talents rather than trying to be more like the person they've been conditioned to be. I cannot wait to dive in on how we as entrepreneurs and business owners and leaders can use our own human design to learn and lean into our gifts and our geniuses. Without further ado, let's welcome Jenna Zoe to the Gold Digger podcast. When it comes to running a thriving business, nothing matters more than generating revenue. I mean, money talks, right? But salespeople aren't just closing deals. They're tracking down leads, they're forecasting growth, whipping up reports, managing contacts, creating content crunching numbers. The list goes on and on and on. With the holidays around the corner, there's a better way to close deals. It all starts with the new HubSpot Sales Hub. With HubSpot Sales Hubs, your data, tools, and teams are fully linked inside a smart and highly customizable platform that feels good to use you can turn prospects into customers all in one place. Plus, sequences and smooth workflows help reps streamline tasks and spend more time on what they do best, which is connecting with your customers. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Try it for yourself at hubspot.com sales. That's hubspot.com sales. Just checking in, are you sleeping well? Because this episode is sponsored by Bi Optimizers. My favorite product is their Magnesium Breakthrough, which contains all seven forms of magnesium designed to help calm your mind and stay asleep. Visit magbreakthrough.com slash golddigger and enter the code golddigger for 10% off any order. When I say that I'm super excited for today's episode, it is an understatement. First off, I get to welcome someone else named Jenna. Jenna, welcome (laughs) to the Gold Digger podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you. So I have to share a little bit of perspective of how I got into your ecosystem and how my life has even shifted just from getting introduced to you and your work. But I am a part of a mastermind and we were on a call every other Thursday. We do a call and everyone started geeking out over this thing called human design. And I'm sitting there in the Zoom chat saying, what is human design? What are you guys talking about? And somebody dropped me a link to your website. And that day I had to text my mom and ask her what time I was born at so that I could fill out and get my own human design. And I was so intrigued by the whole thing that I made my entire team and I did it for my husband and my two daughters that same day. So can you share first a little bit about what human design is? Because I was brand new to it and I instantly was captivated by it.
1: Okay. So human design is a new modality. It was only sort of formulated about 35 years ago, but it's a combination of a lot of things that we'd be familiar with already. So the astrology, the chakra system, the Chinese I Ching, which is also thousands of years old and the Kabbalistic tree of life. Now where human design is really different from things like astrology or Enneagram or whatever is it's not so much of a Personality test. It's kind of like a manual, a customized manual for your life. So think about, you know, when we're trying to make success out of our lives or we're trying to find love or we're trying to get aligned, right? We look outside of ourselves right now and we have everyone else's plans. And to an extent, sometimes they'll work for us, like the five things everyone needs to do to get this or the 25 step thing or the whatever. But what human design does is like, okay, well, we all know we're different. This is you specifically, this is your custom roadmap and your custom manual. So it's much more sort of practical than the other things, which kind of more, you know, telling you if you're going to have three kids in two years or whatever like that, it's more like, okay, this is how you function align with that. And everything in your life will become smoother, easier, more aligned according to what your path is in this life. So what I really love about it is it kind of takes away the fluff in the mind, the mental chatter of, should I be more like this? Or should I try to be like that? The goal is to recognize what you are and really double down on that and not try to be anything that you're not.
0: How did you get into this, Jenna? Tell me your background of how you were introduced to this and how this kind of became this, this thing that you bring to the world in the way that only you can do it.
1: Okay. So The really funny part is that my whole childhood was a science nerd, like a hardcore science nerd. I was like voluntarily reading about quantum physics and golden ratios and is light a wave or a particle when I was like so young, like 8, 10, 14. And so I was a really hardcore atheist, as I think a lot of scientists or wannabe scientists kind of start off as. And then when I was 22, I ended up going to this astrologer and she read me like an open book. And so from there, I was like, okay, there's got to be something to this because how is this even possible? And my quote unquote logical brain doesn't understand this. That was kind of the start of me getting knee deep into all the spiritual things. And I had a food business at the time. I was running my own thing and just on the side, like just seeking any type of information I could. And My whole 20s, I would say was colored by me trying to change my life, but feeling Mm -hmm. even worse about myself because I couldn't feel like I could, you know, all these platitudes that are true, but so general, like surrender to the universe or trust or create more faith. And I was like, am I just stupid or am I just not understanding this? And then about nine or 10 years ago, I met somebody, a healer who did my human design And I was like, how have I done every spiritual tool? And I've never heard about this one before, but the way he was kind of giving me this, like, do this and this, like a very mechanical, it was like, do X and this will be that. You're like this, so do this. Don't try and be this. So it just like something in me just clicked. And I was like, oh, the unlock is we all need a different how-to. And then I became obsessed with it. And at the time, you know, spirituality wasn't a big, as big of an industry as it is now. So I was not even considering going into it as a career, but I just started doing readings for people on the side, like a friend and then another friend. And I was charging $85 for a reading. So it was just like a side thing. And then yeah. one day I was like, oh, hold on a second. I'm making more money on this side project than I am in my food business. <laughs> Something's up. I've got to change <laughs> yes. something. But I was really afraid, Jenna, because you know, when you kind of take a chance on that thing that you don't think is cool or going to lead you to success and it's not the conventional thing, it's really scary. And so Mm -hmm. I never would have conceived that it would end up being what it is now, but I still, it just cost me too much to not do this thing. That was my passion, even though I couldn't see how big it was going to get. And I literally sat my parents down one day and was like, I'm closing my food business. And they were like. Okay. But they thought, I mean, I don't know. I thought they thought my highest aspiration would be like being wheeled out on the lottery with a wig on and a crystal ball. Like it's, you know what I mean? And so yeah, I don't know how I wound up here or how it's, how it's come to this place, but I just, I feel like all the different forces of just passion and being yourself and taking a chance on that random uncool thing somehow wound me up doing this, which I never saw coming.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. First off, I love that. And I also can so relate in the sense of like, even just like telling your parents, like, okay, you know me as this, but this is where I'm going. That feels like a huge leap of faith. And, and even to figuring out, okay, when somebody asks my parents what I do for a living, what are they going to say? How do they describe this thing? And it's funny as children, how no matter if we're, you know, five years old or 35 years old, you still consider that in the ecosystem of your own life.
1: Isn't that wild how we do that? It's unbelievable. And especially because, it, yeah, like you said, it's almost like a grief of your identity. You know, you have to kind yeah. of say goodbye to when you take that leap towards like who you are, really. It is like a, a shedding and a saying goodbye and leaving space for that sadness of your old persona that other people kind of knew you for or validated for you for or felt familiar with. you got love being that kind of person. So yeah, it's not the easy, it's not, you know, we say it lightly, but it's it's definitely not an easy process for any of us. Yeah.
0: So you kind of hinted at it that your life is vastly different than when you ran that food business. Tell me a little bit about what you do today. And then we're going to kind of dive into what human design is and how it can help us as entrepreneurs.
1: So my life today is really different because I think one of the big things that changed my life with human design was understanding how my energy is best to get sort of the most bang for its buck. And at the time I was really, when I had the food business, I was like waking up at 6am going to CrossFit, carrying all my food delivery boxes myself, wearing one of those like bright yellow, like vests and like basically really validating myself on things that weren't really aligned to who I was, but I was almost so attached to being that kind of like hustler grafter in that kind of typical way. And, you know, now it just, it looks so different. And again, you know, I think we so want to know where our life is going to go and how it's going to look, but I've really learned to just love the unknown. And so now, nowadays, quite honestly, most of my life is being on a very steep learning curve of learning about technology because most of the work I do now is on an, on an app. Our app is called My Human Design, and it's designed to basically give anyone a full reading. And readings on all your friends and family and daily tips and tools and all this kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, again, even since the beginning of doing readings of people one on one, now it looks yeah. completely different from that too. But my life is really different in the sense that I just feel so much more carried by the unseen forces. And I just feel yeah. like there's a big, there's a big concept in human design called passenger consciousness, which means that when you are not getting in the way, you naturally kind of get towards your, "Quote unquote, your destiny or your highest life path or whatever it is, if you work with those forces rather than think that you have to have everything kind of figured out and pre-planned from the beginning. So I feel much more, I'd say at peace, not all the time, but just in general, because all I know now from human design, I just have to make the next right decision that this moment is calling me Mm. to make. And that's just what kind of preserves and elevates my alignment. And then inevitably my tomorrow will start off better than my today did because I just kind of like got to the next step of making aligned decisions today.
0: Okay. So can you break down for us? Because I love this. And one thing that you say in your intro to your podcast is that you can help people live with more ease and less resistance when they lean into who they really are. So kind of give me some of the categories that we kind of find under human design and maybe like help someone if they're listening, start to maybe imagine which one resonates the most with them or which one might fit them the best.
1: Okay. So the reason why we say that about the ease thing obviously doesn't mean that life is never going to challenge you, but imagine that the universe has this like sort of grand plan for the whole of humanity What it wants from you is for you to play your specifically assigned role. And so when you're doing that correctly, it's going to throw all its might behind you, the right energy, the right resources, the right synchronicities, opportunities, because it's like, yes, honey, keep going. I'm going to throw more stuff your way to show you that this is the right path. Whereas when we're trying to be someone we're not, or trying to do the role that we're not supposed to do, that's when, again, to show us, it pulls away resources or pulls away flow to give us that helpful signal. So... There's many different categories underneath your design, what would constitute someone's design. The most important one that we talk about is your energy type. Now, again, your energy type is not your personality. It's how you best use your energy. So if you think about everything in life is a give and take between us and the world around us, when we are putting our energy in correctly, we're getting it back the right way too. And so there are five main energy types, which means that, There are five different kinds of ways that humans should be using their energy, the different ways that our patterns naturally flow. So should I describe some of those? Yes, please do. And the most important thing is that this isn't, you know, this is not something that we want people to guess. We want them to look it up because it's really just like a mechanism. Like I was saying, it's a roadmap. So if you go to myhumandesign.com or you go and download the app, which is my human design, put in your birth information, it will tell you what your type is and all the other categories as well. So your energy type, you have five different energy types. The first one is manifestors. Now those are people like, and I always say that Adele is like the best example of a manifestor because those are people whose energy is either at 200% or it's at 20%. And those are people who are designed to work in bursts. So, you know, they're not nine to five, consistent energy all day, every day kind of people. They're people who have these like giant bursts In that giant bus, they have all the energy and the abundance of energy behind them. And they are just outputting, 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 outputting. And then once that inspiration, that surge of energy is over, that's it. They have to recoup. They have to almost disappear, go to their 20% and then be back out in the world the next time the surge comes. So I remember hearing an interview with Adele and she was like, there's a reason why my albums are called 18, 21 and 25. And you don't see me in between, (laughs) in between those albums. Yes. And she's a manifester. And so they're really people who are supposed to almost like they're the, they flick the thing of the dominoes, you know, those line of the dominoes. It's not really their job to micromanage how their stuff gets received at all. It's more their job to just like output when they feel like outputting. So that's also people like JK Rowling, you know, you think she's just like not in charge of how her books are being received. She's just, Putting it out when she feels the call to put it out, then yep. she just lets the chips fall where they may. So that's manifestors. And, you know, it's interesting with manifestors because historically throughout history, most people who have like conquered a country or reigned a country or like started a war have been manifestors. And so really right now, yeah, it's fascinating, right? So they have this yeah. huge aura. They have this ability to really let people feel them. Even if they're just like trying to not be noticed, they're kind of like walking past and you sort of feel the bigness of their aura. And so anything that they do do, it goes really far. That's why they don't need to be out in the world all the time consistently, because when they are, it's more effective when you just see them pop out, do their thing, and it affects you way more than if they're trying to be ever present. So even for example, manifestors on social media, it's like, don't post every day, you know? post when you really feel that urge to, to do it and it will be kind of shared with the power of the urge that you have, right? And we're all energy readers. Yeah. So we all know when yeah. someone's doing something that in a way that's aligned, right? Cool. So that's manifestors. And then you have generators. Now generators are what the founder of human design called the life force of the entire planet because generators are the people who wake up with a battery every day and they do something, when they do something that they love every single day, and it just compounds and compounds and compounds and compounds, they create so much kind of juicy energy inside them. It's like this like sparkle that pulls in other people and magnetizes other people to them that it actually leaks out of them and gives life force to other people that are in touch with them, right? So every time you can think of a generator that is lit up, they're actually lifting other people up even without trying. So you think about like Jennifer Lopez and Beyonce and Oprah, like they're just so in their specific lane of just keeping on doing what they love day in, day out, almost in such a devotional way where they're just like in love with that thing and they're dancing with it all the time. And actually when they do something they love, it gives them more energy so they can keep doing it. And as a result, what they do is they energize other people, they lift other people, they make other people feel better because you're just around that kind of joyful, juicy, productive energy. So that's what I, they really are the battery for the rest of the planet accidentally, not when they're trying to help other people, but actually when they're just focusing on the things that they love. And so with generators, the, the instruction is really the ironically most selfless thing you can do is do something you love because that's what creates that juicy energy. And that's how actually people end up benefiting from you the most. The biggest conditioning for generators is. You have to, you know, help this person and well done for sacrificing yourself and good job to go see grandma when you don't want to go see grandma and, you know, that kind of thing. And all that does is actually suck the energy out of them. Mm -hmm. And so generators might think that they're helping people by not doing things that they enjoy, but actually you can go through the motions and have not lifted or transmuted the energy of the room for the better, even if you've done the thing that you didn't want to do. So that's generators for you. And they're very, when they're doing something they love, it's very consistent. It's like day in, day out, we're compounding. We're on this journey. We're grooving the path higher and higher. And they're here to really reach mastery of something. Then you have manifesting generators. Manifesting generators are, oh, you are? (laughs) Yes, that's what I am. So manifesting generators. And so maybe you'll tell me if you resonate with this is that they are the ultimate sort of multi-passionate, multi-directional people. So they have the spontaneity of the manifestor combined with that life force energy of the generator. So they're often people who will do many different things in one lifetime or combine many different elements into one thing in their lifetime. But they're different from generators in the sense that they actually have a surge of mastery very quick when they're into something, when they're newly passionate about something. So they learn very fast. But that also means that they then, if it's not aligned for them, They're supposed to move on from it quicker than the average quote unquote person, right? So they get bored more quickly. That's the universe saying, you're done here. You picked up the skill, the lesson, the whatever you needed. You don't need to always finish what you started. Don't, you know, listen to this whole, like, don't quit while you're ahead. Like anything that you learn is a transferable skill. So manifesting generators, the purpose of them on this planet is to really Expand different life paths that are previously uncharted to the rest of society and do things that we thought were impossible. So you think about Jessica Alba with her eco company and acting, right? It's like, no one's going to tell you that's a good idea to do both in the beginning, but now when we see her, we're just like, oh yeah, of course that's her, you know, or like Tony Robbins, he's like writing a finance investing book. And then he's doing, I'm like, how is this guy doing so many things in here that just, we just accept it. It just makes sense. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Angelina Jolie is the same. You know, she's adopting, she's directing, she's at the UN, she's, <laughs> I can't even keep track. So that's really manifesting generators for you. So for them, it's similar to generators where they have to do things that excite them, but they have to also understand that when something stops exciting them, they can't kind of cling on to it. And they have to listen to all the different calls of the things that are passionate instead of trying to think about how they all will blend together because they will if you follow them. So those are often the people that are very high energy, very multidirectional. And sometimes they feel also the need to kind of like tone it down to be understood by other people, or they feel like other people can't keep up with them. So this is just where like us understanding each other's different paces just mm-hmm. means that no one has to change. We just let everyone be what they are, you know? And so it yeah. brings so much acceptance as well, knowing what types different people are, what you were saying about like different people on teams and stuff, like everyone just lets everyone run their path. And then you have projectors, and I'm a projector. Projectors are people who actually mostly get their energy from other people. So from the manifestors, the manifesting generators, and the generators. And projectors are really not the people who are like, we're gonna do this, this, and this. Now I'm gonna go do it. They're the people that are like, actually, if you wanna go from A to B, here's like a little tweak or a little different, more efficient way of getting there. Or let me try and explain it to you better or this perspective or whatever it is. And so they always specialize in seeing something to help the people get to where they want to go quicker. So they really are Mm. sort of the guides and they've only been around for 200 years because before that you had all these people, the manifestors, manifesting generators and generators in the world, just like trying to find food and trying to survive and whatever. And now it's like, you guys get to do more than that. Okay. Because you've mastered the rules of the material plane. So here's some projectors to just like help you with the tweaks. Now the issue with projectors is that they live in a world where they see everyone else doing, 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 and they think that that's what they have to get their value for. Yes. And so instead projectors really have to understand that their value is not in how much they do and how much they can keep up, but how much they can serve the people that are doing the doing to do the doing, to do the doing that they want to be doing, right? So it's a real service thing where the more you double down on the specific thing that you see that could be a tweak to someone else or an improvement to serve somebody else, the better your life becomes. And also understanding that if you try to keep up with the rest of the world, you won't be as successful as if you just understand that you're here to serve and guide. And that doesn't mean you're supposed to be right about everything. It doesn't mean that other people can't see things. It just means that there's a specific thing that you come in to help other people get from A to B more seamlessly and clearly and beautifully. And when you do that, that's when your life starts to change. So your energy is best put into doing about two to three hours of obvious output every day, but more taking in, observing, working on what you see, working on what you guide, working on whatever. So it's a very internal process for a projector, which is why if you're trying to run around, you're not gonna be, how do I put this? You're not gonna be cultivating your gift more. So we have to understand that it's a different pace and there's no better or worse. And obviously everybody needs rest. So it's, a, it's not even about resting, it's about this active like work on your seeing, even if it looks like you're sitting around twiddling your thumbs and doing nothing, make it good, you know what I mean? Like work on your craft. And then you have reflectors. The reflectors are only 1% of the population and reflectors are really the chameleons of society. What we say is that reflectors are able to feel what it's like being every other person on the planet. So when they're in the presence of somebody else, it's like they're fully taking on that somebody else. And so the purpose of a reflector is that their energy levels change completely depending on who they're around. Because they're literally just going to mirror the environment or the situation or the person that they find themselves in. So with them, the biggest advice is like not to try and get consistency in who you think you are or consistency mm-hmm. in how you function just to feel secure. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we like to say, I am yes. just like this. And that makes us feel yeah. better with reflectors. It's like, no, today I'm like super energized. Or if I want to be super energized, I mean, go to places that are super energized. Or, you know, if I feel a bit confused today, that doesn't mean I'm confused in life. It just means that's a day I'm having. Right. So it's kind of about, Understanding that their main role is when they let go of trying to fix their identity, they actually serve as the best mirror for everybody else because it's only through a reflector that we can truly see who we are when the reflector is unblocked. So in terms of energy type of reflectors, it's they can be the most energized people and they can be the most tired people and it completely depends on them curating the situations that they find themselves in. But it's a really, it's like being on a roller coaster, right? So you can just kind of have the highest highs and the lowest lows, and you just get to choose.
0: If you love Gold Digger, you will love Business Made Simple, hosted by Donald Miller, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Business Made Simple takes the mystery out of growing your business. This summer, Donald hosted a double your revenue challenge where he gives you one simple thing each day to increase your revenue. You can start it at any time, and by the end of two weeks, you'll be positioned to dramatically increase your revenue by the end of the year. Listen to Business Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts and start taking action to double your revenue today. I'm not going to deny I absolutely love the back to school feeling in the air, like getting back on track with routines and also getting back on track with our health. One thing I think we could all focus on a little bit this season is better sleep. Sleep impacts literally everything. It's a key to our body's rejuvenation and repair process. It controls hunger and weight loss hormones, boosts energy levels, and impacts countless other vital functions. If you focus on nothing else, focus on your sleep. It'll improve your well-being more than anything else. That's why I recommend you start taking Magnesium Breakthrough by BiOptimizers. It contains all seven forms of magnesium designed to help you fall asleep, Stay asleep and wake up refreshed. Once your sleep is optimized, you're going to find it so much easier to tackle all of the other major aspects of your health. Visit magbreakthrough.com forward slash gold digger and enter the code gold digger for 10% off any order. This special offer is only available at magbreakthrough.com forward slash gold digger. That is so wild. So I love this so much. So I'm a manifesting generator and I actually kind of giggled when I saw that term because when my book came out, one of our slogans was where the woo meets the work, like where the like visions of your life, like meet the like personality to do the work with it. And I was like, manifesting generator literally like fits exactly how I kind of approach life. And I was like, this makes total sense. So when somebody gets their human design, what are things that they can do and still learn that could help them specifically as entrepreneurs. We have so many entrepreneurs and side hustlers and dreamers listening. How has it impacted that part of your life?
1: Okay. So this is the most amazing part of human design to me is that there's so many things when you look at your chart, you can look at how your digestion functions. You can look at your energy levels. you can look at the different gifts that you come in inherently with. And I think the gifts is really helpful too, because then it's like, okay, if you know what your passion is, there's different ways to animate that passion based on what you're good at, right? So if you're good at strategy or you're good at nurturing, you can be a nurse both ways, but there would be different gifts that you would bring that would make you the best nurse that you can be. So I think looking at your gifts is really amazing. But I also think that the two main things in the whole of human design that actually change your life are what's called your strategy and your authority. Now your strategy is basically every single energy type has a way that they make things happen in life. So like what you're saying, whether room meets the work. It's like how do you make stuff happen? How do you make things manifested into reality, right? So, you know, again, we're told this rhetoric of like, just reach out to a hundred people and send them your CV. You know, <laughs> that stuff is kind of, we all know that's sort of a little bit outdated anyway, but every yeah. type has a different way that they can, if they fall into the flow of making things happen that way, it yeah. will happen for them more quickly. So for example, with you as a manifesting generator, your strategy would be to respond. And what that would mean is that only do the things that you have first gotten a physical, visceral yes to. So what that doesn't mean is when the mind has told you it's a good idea and we kind of talk ourselves into it because, well, that's how everyone's doing it, or that's how it's always be done or yeah, because if you do A, then you'll get B you have to almost imagine yourself from above watching yourself. And if you get like an actual, like if you perk up, if you feel yourself get excited, if your body expands, if you feel that thing in you, that response to something first, then you can throw your full might into it and go do it. So that's your sort of strategy for making things happen in life. And when people say like co-creating with the universe, this is kind of to me where the rubber meets the road of like, okay, the universe gives you the sign, but then it's on you to go make it happen. But only once you've had the sign, you know? Yeah. So each type has a different strategy and that's how you make stuff happen in your life. And then you have your authority, which is the way that you make decisions. So if you know how to make stuff happen and you know how to make the right decisions, then the whole of your life, you always have any tool in any situation, you've got, you know, you've got your own back. You exactly know how to handle it and meet the test of today. So your authority is basically like, the granular explanation of intuition to me. So different people's intuition speaks to them differently. Yeah. In human design, we have different kinds of intuition. So some people have emotional intuition. That means when they think about it, does it make them smile? Does it make them feel happy? Or does it make them feel sad? Emotional intuition people also don't always know in the moment if something is a yes or a no. They need time to let it play out because they have these moods that can sometimes color the decision-making process. Then you have sacral authority people, gut intuition, right? That's that's a yes or a no, a black or a white, a this or a that. I want it or I don't. That's your gut. Listen to your gut. You know, we hear that all the time. So some people's intuition speaks to them through the gut. People always told me to listen to my gut. I never knew what that meant. I found human design and I realized that's because I don't have a gut. Like I don't, I can't connect to what that feels like, right? And then you have like splenic authority, which is more that instinct, like go here today and you just don't know why you hear that. And it goes on and on and on. So different intuitions, knowing how that works to you, and also understanding that no matter what your intuition is, it's not the logical mind. So that's really also the universe speaking to you of, I don't need to be able to explain why something is a yes. I just need to trust that it is a yes. You know, and this is where the the sort of mystical piece really comes in, because if you can explain it, it's probably not your intuition, you know? Yeah. Because the intuition is the part of you that's, that's in touch with that unseen stuff. And so the strategy and authority, you can literally implement that into every single business decision. And I do. And when I forget, I regret it. And when I, my mind still has conditioning that talks me out of it is when things don't go well. (laughs) So, I mean, I have so many stories. It's kind of beyond, but, um, it's always the same lessons. And you know, it's always the same way with spirituality where it's, you know, you're never learning really anything new in terms of your lessons of your life. You're just kind of going on an upward spiral at the moment where you see the lesson again and again, and you're like, oh, I thought I'd master this, but here's a different way that it masters. Okay. Here's another way. And so for me, it's always the same. It's like my strategy being invited and my authority, which is listen to your emotions. And again, and again, it's like those two are my mantra. You know, it doesn't change. The instruction manual doesn't change, but the yeah. alignment gets better and sweeter, you know? Ooh. And it keeps us united because it means that we're all the same, you know? It, it yeah. means that 10 years time, I'm just because I'm hopefully more evolved than I am now, it doesn't mean that my sort of life journey that I'm struggling with is anything different than, you know, somebody who's totally lost in just starting out. And so those are the two things I would look at in answer to your question. And I would also really look at the gifts because- Instead of thinking that you have to be a certain way to be a perfect entrepreneur, yes. I would almost reverse engineer it and go, okay, well, these are the gifts that I'm bringing to my passion. It doesn't matter what my passion is. But if I bring the right gifts to it, that's when people, again, we're reading energy without knowing it. That's when people are going to feel that zing off us, even if they can't explain why, because we're yeah. providing the value that we're supposed to be providing that they want from us.
0: one thing that this brings me to because i love how you're talking about this through your own lens is that the day that i discovered you and this was also the day that i sent it to my entire team and did it for my family members how can understanding other people's human designs like deepen relationships, understanding? Cause it was fun. Even we had a Slack thread for my company and then everyone was saying what they were. And it was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes like, we're sharing charts and things like that. How can you utilize this tool to help you kind of maybe understand other people that are in your life?
1: Well, I think the number one thing is the second you see other people clearly for who they are, it brings you so much acceptance. Yeah. You know, and you kind of understand, okay, well, that doesn't mean just because we're different, one of us has to be right or wrong or correct or not correct. And human design at the very core of it is about dehomogenization. So when yeah. we can all individuate the type of world that we can create from us all kind of going off path is just radical, but. We're still trying to homogenize each other because it makes us feel safe. Like, oh, if we're different, then that means either I have to figure out that you're wrong in that way or I have to judge you. Whereas actually, when I'm so happy with my lot and I'm so in acceptance of my lot, then I can almost enjoy looking at you and the difference of it, not be threatened by it and be like almost in awe of it, actually. So I think number one is seeing people for what they really are and realizing it's not a threat is a huge already. Just it takes that, it takes a sting out of that thing that we're all doing. Yeah. With the comparison and the thinking other people, we know how they should be, but also kind of deeper than that is it really does allow the perfect allocation of resources to happen in a team. Because for example, if I know that someone who works for me is a generator, and I'm going to ask her to do something that doesn't light her up, it's actually not correct for me either. Like I'm going to lose out. So what that usually means is now, for example, with me, with my team, the generator on my team, I ask her, like, are you excited by this? Of course, there's certain things that everyone has to do that we're not that jazzed about, but I'm talking about right. bigger things, you know? Yeah. I'll be like, are you excited by this? And I'll hear it in her tone, even if she's, yes. you know, sometimes trying to still be polite or whatever. And I know that it's it's not going to benefit me if if I then have to ask her to do something, right? So... And now what that usually means with that level of honesty and, and preserving other people's alignment, because you realize that's the best thing for everybody, right? You want to keep their sovereignty. You want to keep their alignment. What usually happens is you realize that that was an agenda you had that you didn't even need, that you thought you needed, that you can shed, or somehow it gets taken care of or someone else wants to do it or or right? So, and it, it works the same way in families, right? Like, for example, we think, okay, well, a mom has to be this kind of way. Whereas actually your kids choose you. Sometimes they don't want a super hands-on mom, or sometimes they don't want the mom that's going to do all the activities with them. Sometimes they want the mom that's just going to sit that they can come and ask for advice. There's so many different kinds of perfect mom. There's so many different kinds of perfect partners. So it really just comes down to us seeing each other and having the best thing that human design does is it gives us languaging around this stuff. So we can say, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, well now I know if I'm asking you as my husband if you want to do something, I'm going to ask you in a language that your intuition can actually connect to. And I'm not going to hold your, what's true for you against you, because I think you have to be a certain way for me. And that's so not just freeing, but it catapults when we do it together, it catapults everyone's growth involved. Mm, that's
0: so good I know it was interesting when I did it for my daughters because we are all manifesting generators <laughs> and I was like wow. that's wild but then I was like well that'll help me understand them and maybe help them understand me as well but mm. it was interesting to even just look at that piece of it because I'm like oh that's really fascinating to like look at my children who are obviously changing and growing every day and be like oh yeah I see that I totally see that that's so interesting. Wow.
1: That's so crazy
0: so how do you like stay in touch with yourself once you're learning it so I can imagine somebody listening to this episode they go and take the human design they fill in the information they get it what are some ways that you can kind of stay in touch with that insight that information that you know roadmap like you talked about to help use it in your everyday life so that it's not just something you look at once and you're like oh cool this is what I am but it's something that is actually a tool in your life on a daily basis?
1: I love that question so much, because I think that's such a common thing when we're learning about like new tools, new spirituality things. Like we learn it, we take it in, went out through our brains again, right? Our minds thinking they're in charge, take it in through our minds. We're like, I understand it. That means I've got it. And that's yes. it. Yes. The thing I love about human design is kind of what I was saying to you earlier of like, I know my daily mantra is listen to your authority, listen to your emotions, mm-hmm being like wait for the invitation and it almost um how do i put this it's almost hardest to do it at the beginning because it's like a new muscle that you're growing so yeah. it feels like such a big pivot in the beginning you know what i mean the the first step is the hardest because you're doing the most incremental kind of like direction change but it does get easier from there because you just get used to every time you kind of catch things feeling like a bit down a bit icky a bit whatever you can come back to okay how do I snap myself back into alignment? Yeah. Listen to my strategy, listen to my authority. And what they say in human design, which is really fascinating, is even if you didn't know anything else about your chart, if you just worked your strategy and authority every day and worked it silly, you would naturally end up living according to all the rest of your design without even necessarily mm. knowing what it was. Yeah. So it really is like, if you really want to just break it down and make it super simple and never learn anything else about it, or never learn anything else in your life to get aligned, it's like, instead of just these kind of platitudes like trust the universe or feel your alignment or figure out what your alignment is. How are we supposed to know? Or what is your higher self? We don't know. The world is going to change so much anyway, right? Like it's almost better that we don't know so that we have no ceiling, right? Yeah. So it's really this thing of like, we have to understand that life can be as simple and yet as tricky as just trusting that whatever we get told to do in the very moment is what's going to, that's the test that the universe is sending you today. That's the opening. That's the next custom made opportunity for you to grow into your what you were supposed to be. And so all you need to know and all you can know is this next thing, the next thing after that, and the next thing after that. And again, like I said, it's the scariest in the beginning. The more you do it, it actually becomes really fun because you're like, ooh, let yeah. me surprise myself with like how <laughs> you know, how this test can like, what it's trying to get me to do, you know? And the yeah. rules only just get bigger and bigger. So it's really amazing. practical.
0: Okay, so Jenna, I'm so excited about your new book that just came out. What will people learn inside of this book if they want to learn more about you and human design? Tell me a little bit about your book.
1: Yeah. So the book really was, it's so funny, Jenna, because I didn't really ever set out to write a book. Yep, It was something that people (laughs) would write to me on Instagram at least once a day. Please write a book. Please write a book or where's a good book you recommend about human design. And there are human design books and they are, the original one is a very much a textbook. And so funny enough, according to my human design, I was invited by Hay house to write a book. And I said, yes. And I mean, here we are. My intention with the book really. And what I said to them was, listen, the textbook is out. Human design is very complex. It's very sciencey, you know, and I was telling you about my initial roots with science. I can yes. kind of come full circle because now I really am like still a science nerd just dressed in a woo-woo kind of costume. (laughs) Love it. But the, the intention with the book is to make it really simple, really easy, really accessible. So you have it on your coffee table. You look up your friend when they come over. You can look at their gifts. It's right there in front of you. We go into so much of a deeper level on all of the gifts, which we don't have anywhere else. But we also go into just like having it all in one piece. Because if you look up your design, you know yours. If you look up your husband's, you know your husband's. But this is all the information, all in one place. You can read it from front to back, or you can literally just quickly look up, okay, let me remind myself about what emotional intuition is, you know, and reread that section. And it is just more in depth than than it is anywhere else, really. I love it. I'm so excited.
0: I I like cannot wait to get my hands on it. Where can everybody connect with you online figure out their human design, check out your app, like give me all the places that we can get
1: more of this. Okay. So it's myhumandesign.com to look up your chart. We also have video, like hundreds of video courses on there. If you want to learn more about any aspect of your chart, that's just me kind of talking to you. We train people there too, if they want to get certified in human design, all that sort of thing. And then the app is called my human design. And that's where we have the daily tips and the, you know, the looking up other people's charts and I redo your chart. So it's like getting a reading from me. And we have a ton of exciting stuff happening over there too. On Instagram, where my human design. I'm my also personal one is just at Jenna Zoe. And the book is called human design by Jenna Zoe. Amazing.
0: Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I have just loved getting to learn more from you. And I'm so excited about all that is to come. I can't wait to watch you be this projector into the world and keep changing lives. It's just such an awesome thing to be able to witness.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for having me.
0: I loved today's episode, I could have talked to Jenna for hours and hours, I'm so fascinated and I love learning different ways that we can kind of come home to ourselves. What she said really resonated about just different ways that our intuition can show up different ways we can lean into our gifts, different ways our energy can ebb and flow. And I think there's a lot of power in just equipping ourselves with the knowledge and tools that share why we are the way we are. For so many of us, we've moved through our lives trying to change who we are and how we exist. And I love liberating tools that are like, this is why you are this way. And here's how you can celebrate and lean into that. And I think Jenna does an incredible job of bringing those tools into this life. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the gold digger podcast. Before you go, I would love to see where you are listening to today's show So take a quick picture of you tuning in, whether you are watching this or listening to it. I would love to see your atmosphere and the energy around you as you tune in. And of course, until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the gold digger podcast